The following program is an abridged audio version of the streaming video talk show, A Wonderful Chaos. The hosts are Andy Chaliff and Bambos Dimitriou. The format is entirely casual, unscripted conversation. If you'd like to watch a live taping or participate with your comments in real time, subscribe to A Wonderful Chaos on YouTube, Facebook, Periscope, or Twitch. You made it big, and now you're like, how do I get out of this? So I, I have a serious question. What's your favorite crock pot recipe? So for anyone who's starting out, I recommend taco soup. So what is your favorite recipe? Not for anyone starting out. Oh, wow. My favorite recipe is when somebody cooks for me, and I don't have to do anything. <laughs> Hallelujah! <laughs> <laughs> it's a wonderful chaos. Solo or tandem? So today we have Stephanie O'D. O'Day. 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 And Stephanie was, again, I went back to the pool of people when I'll check out Facebook and interesting posts. And I'm always interested in um, some sort of subject areas or things that, uh, that that are curious to me. And in 2008, she made a New Year's resolution where basically she says, I'm going to slow cook the entire year. And then from that, just that resolution, her whole world sort of shifted because books, websites, a lot of activity came out. So there's a lot of elements to the story I find really interesting. We're going to discuss all of that, Bambos, and much, much more on what? Speak to me. <laughs> Wonderful chaos. So, so you found Stephanie. I found Stephanie, and I thought it was really sweet because the one thing that I've seen in my life was that, uh, especially last year with all the stress, I've seen it impacted a lot of people very differently, and they'd often regress to behavior that kind of was that coping behaviors. Because you lose control, and when you lose control, you'll fall back on old patterns often. And um, and sort of one of my old patterns was just not eating consciously. Just yeah, I mean, hey, you know, like when I, I mean, it, it it's the one thing that mm. you are consistent with. Yeah, is that yeah, exactly. So maybe maybe <laughs> it didn't change. It just I did. I was even less conscious than I was before, right? But do you know what I admire about you? What you you will go on on a let's say a diet which is not serving you but yeah. at some point you'll feel it in your body in such a way that you you flip the other side yeah, and then yeah, you sure. do a f- yeah and then you do a juice fast for a month yeah yeah exactly yeah but that's not a very healthy way of living i'm sure we'll discuss that as well because that's why would you get to that point but i also i'm not particularly concerned about it which is the if i put more effort into it it would be better but i guess the the other thing i was getting towards was that when when one doesn't like take care of themselves at a time when they're under stress or pressure, then I think that's the moment when you discover a lot about yourself because all of a sudden you're like, hold on, these things are occurring to me that I forgot happened. So I thought it'd be nice to talk to her a little bit about the slow cooking and how maybe that is one way that people could alter their uh, eatings. 
-hmm. And it's also slow living. So I I didn't, I saw a lot about cooking, less about living when I did the background on, on um, Stephanie. I mean, I could just, just tell you outside, she's been on, you know, all the TV shows, Good Morning America, the Rachel Ray show on Oprah.com. So basically she's got a lot of publicity around this experience of cooking every day with a slow cooker in 2008 and then developing an entire life around that, which is quite fascinating. So that's what we're going to bring on to discuss around. Hi, Stephanie. Hello. Good, good morning. Good afternoon. Good evening. Whatever. I was going to say, good morning to you. I was going to say, you're the one who's really going for it. It's 5 a.m. where you are. Help me understand. Yes. <laughs> Help me understand. Like, how do you wake up at that time and feel like, okay, I can, I can do this. <laughs> Lots of coffee. Um, I get up at four. And um, first of all, I want to thank you for having me. So um, I love how the internet works and I can meet people from the other side of the world. And somehow there's some sort of like a magnetic connection and Mm. we find each other. And what you were talking about of having the foundation in place to take care of yourself in times of stress, mm. you're, you're speaking my language. So um, yeah. I look forward to talking to you about that. But actually getting about four is one of the ways that I pay myself first because I've got three children, I've got a puppy and I've been married for 21 years. And so the only time I have to myself is downstairs early in the morning. It's <clears> me and the coffee pot And I can think, I can meditate, I can go within, journal, sort of plan out my day before people want something from me. So I get to set myself up before there's, do this, do that, mom, sign this, I I need this, now the dog's barking. And and so I can just center myself. You get like two hours a day free. Would that be right to say? About, about, yeah. So my husband gets up at five and joins me downstairs, but we're very aware that he's on this side of the counter and I'm on that side of the counter and he's doing his thing and we don't have small talk. Um, so that's the best thing about being married for a long time is you don't have to talk to each other. <laughs> Who, who's the ornery one in the morning? I just need to ask who's that. The what? Who's the one that doesn't like mornings, you or him? So I think we both like mornings, okay. Okay. but we both have so much we're trying to accomplish yeah. in a limited amount of time that making the it. small talk messes 100%. up our, our brain flow. Yeah. Like th- there must have been there must have been a kind of crash like if I tune into uh you changing your routine like I need to claim 2 hours a day at least for myself or I'm going to go mm. crazy. Like, so, so- so, the, the... so the, the good news is um, I no longer go crazy. <laughs> I, um, I, I have a lot of systems in place to, to keep that from happening. So I make a conscious decision the night before what time I'm going to wake up. So I have a different routine depending on whether or not I get up at four, five, or six. So if I'm going to bed and I'm not feeling the best or I stayed up too late, I'm happy to shift it. And then I just, I I truly just don't try to cram Mm. as much in. And by cramming as much in, we're talking things like scheduling social media posts and answering reader emails. So it's not neuroscience in any 
way, shape, or form. It's help me with my chicken crockpot recipe. So, so <laughs> if I can, just, I'm not. Uh, I'm not. I'm promise. I am not. I'm not changing like huge. Yeah, no fundamental people. stuff. Yeah. Yes. No. 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 And and there's no actual thought involved. <laughs> yeah. But my my actual question, Stephanie, was. Help me understand before you went into this routine, who were you and how were you living life? How were you feeling in your body? Mm. Okay. Mm, I see what you mean. Okay. So I did start the slow cooker site in 2008 and it went, um, and it went really well. And I was doing a lot of things, a lot of things and had tiny little baby children in the house who now are older and, um, and, but and when, every, when you started this, did you have any intention of it becoming anything larger than it did? Or was it basically me saying, I'm going to make a resolution and just do this. And then all of a sudden everything happened. Like, was it, was there a lot of thought before or was it just a spontaneous decision? There was thought because I had to find a legitimate way to work from home and make uh-huh. some money because uh-huh. we live in the San Francisco area and it costs too much to live here. Yeah. And I, um, I had been teaching preschool and yeah. was able to bring my children to work with me. But the little one at the time, she was a little shy of two. She kept vomiting sporadically and we didn't know what it was. I wrote it off as daycare germs and kept bringing her to work with me. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden it just, it was too much. And so I quit. I knew, and my husband knew that's not okay. <laughs> we we need to find a way to replace this income. So I had been, and granted, this was like back in the olden days of the internet. Facebook yeah. was only for college kids. There was no Twitter. There was no Instagram. There was no Pinterest. YouTube wasn't really a thing yet. Um, but there were women online writing what was called at the time mommy blogs. And so they were getting ad revenue and sponsorship and different things like that. So I liked the idea of that, but I'm actually a really private person. And so I don't share my kids' pictures online. I don't share their names online. Um, I try not to share very many private details of where we live and all of that kind of stuff. So I liked the idea of a recipe site because it's very search engine friendly. You're giving yeah. Google is giving the people what they're searching for. And I am not a good cook. I just throw things in the crock pot and push a button and walk away. Yeah. So Christmas of 2007, we went to a Christmas party for my husband's work and I probably had way too much wine and I came home and I'm just kind of joking around and I'm like, I should start a crockpot blog. And, and so that's really how it started. And the reason I chose a New Year's resolution was I wanted an end date. I didn't want to do this forever and ever and ever. Yeah. Um, I, I wanted the the beginning and the end. And and just so you know, and your listeners and, and viewers know, um, my daughter's fine. It ended up that she had celiac disease, which is a gluten intolerance, which everybody knows now. But back in the olden days, yeah. it, it wasn't as prevalent. And so yeah. not only are all the crockpot recipes easy and from scratch. They happen to be naturally gluten-free. So again, Google was very helpful in that. And at the Mm. peak of the website, I had 2 million viewers or or visitors a month. And so the ad revenue was great and the sponsorships were really great. But to answer Bombas's question, the shift happened um, 
it's funny. I, I blame the Kardashians and I blame Gwyneth Paltrow a, a little bit, kind of tongue in cheek. So when celebrities realized that there was money to be made on the internet yeah. and they all started having their own websites, advertisers no longer wanted to give the mom blogs money because why would Coca-Cola fly me to Atlanta, which they did at one point when they could have a Kardashian. So all of the ad revenue kind of dried up. And um, around that time, my grandma was starting to get sick and I was mm -hmm. helping to take care of her and I was helping my mom out a lot. And then, um, so all of kind of 2016 and 2017, I stepped away from the internet to help take care of grandma. And then she died December of 2017. And um, the the problem with the internet is you have to constantly feed it. Yeah. And it is exhausting. And around that time, the Instant Pot hit the shelves. And I've got my book agent and the publishers and my readers clamoring for Instant Pot recipes. And my, my, my agent is, is saying, there's easy money here. Just do all your recipes in the Instant Pot. Come on, go, go, go. Yeah. And so I bought it and I hate it. I just hate it. <laughs> it's not my thing. I just don't like it. I just don't like it. So I had this like little voice from God saying, just because you can do something fast. Doesn't mean you should. You have to. <laughs> exactly. So I'm sure I threw away thousands of dollars, but I want to like who I am. <laughs> can you help us understand what was it about this Instapot thing that didn't work for you? I, so as I said earlier, I like to get up earlier in the morning. I uh -huh. like to get all of the chores over and done with and then do what I want to do. Yeah. Okay. And, and cooking isn't like, I don't have Zen moments. I don't get super excited getting dinner on the table in a frantic, like five o'clock, six o'clock rush. And that's what the instant pot gives you. You can put a frozen chicken in there and 45 minutes later, yeah, your, your chicken is done. But for me, putting it on at 6 a.m. and then never thinking about it ever again until I want to eat is is what is calm and relaxing to me. Um, and then my children are. Hold on, are hold on. I lost. Yes. I lost that for a moment. You have to. Go ahead. So, which version do you like, and which version are you less like, less enjoying? Because I, I, like, I like, I like eating. Like Bombos turned me on to the pressure cooker, where I <laughs> shove and just throw vegetables in and press a button, and forty five minutes later, it's hot and ready. So, so I've got so, I've got two of those downstairs right now that I use like like for big events. I'm like, hey yes. guys, fresh food. And it's done. So is that so, what so, you're... So all of that is great because that serves your lifestyle. My lifestyle in the afternoon and early evening <clears throat> is filled with homework, after school sports, cranky children, and a fussy puppy. So I'm truly not home and wanting to be in the kitchen or around any site type yeah. of food between 4 and 6 p.m. So the idea that I could come home at the end of a, of a day's work and doing all the things to completely done dinner mm. that I actually, I yielded the knife at 6 a.m. I'm not yeah. chopping vegetables in that kind of frantic frenzy. And my kids are older now, but in the beginning when they were little, it's actually not safe to have a two-year-old stuck to your leg no. or a baby in the front pack and you're trying to, get dinner going. So um, it, it just, it was this calm sort of peaceful, all of my chores, the kitchen is clean mm. early in the morning and I never have to walk back in for the rest of the day. Beautiful. But my vision board for 2020 was 
live slowly. <laughs> and then the world stopped. So, um, so because can, can, of that. One, one, one second, one second. Uh, live slowly. So yes. who were you before you made that vision board? How um, were you behaving in your life? So I was doing okay. Um, I am a pretty aware person, but I really wanted the internet to stop asking me about pressure cooker recipes. <laughs> so I wanted to shift from my writing to more a holistic approach and live slowly. So, so I let, had... let me slow you down because I want to stick with this for a moment. <laughs> so when you're going through life, you kind of chose what to do in 2019. And then it went so well that yes. in some degree it was like, oh, my God, I'm over this. I'm on to the next one. But you still are known for that, I guess. So, so that's the thing is, is that's the problem. I felt phony making up mm. more pot roast recipes because does the world really need another pot roast recipe? But <laughs> the way, I, mean, I mean, it's ridiculous. I have plenty, but the way publishers and book agents and the internet yeah. is they want you to always come up with something. And I'm a real person. I am no longer really interested in pot roast recipes. <laughs> I think this is fantastic because I think, you know, part of our show is that we call it a wonderful chaos because God forbid I'm going to do the same thing every day. So like if I had to talk about like wellness or I don't know that I would go crazy. The same subject, the and, same and, subject and, and different, having different people. Yeah. So the fact that it, like we're together. This is maybe the first food-related show I think we may have done in 160. We always episodes. talk about our food, but never about other people. Yeah. Food. So in a weird way, having you on is also unique to us here. So it's kind of funny to hear. Yes, you made it big, and now you're like, how do I get out of this? So you know? I have a serious question. What's your favorite crock pot recipe? So for anyone who's starting out, um, I recommend taco soup. So, what is your favorite recipe? Not for anyone starting out. Oh, wow. My favorite recipe is when somebody cooks for me and I don't have to do anything. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> you know what? I went to a friend's house who's like the best cook. And uh, and basically, I just made him food and I could tell it was crap, but he loved it. And he was like, he said the same thing. It says, I am being cooked for and that's enough. That, that That's just so yeah. funny. So so it's really interesting. Um, my husband is still working from home and everybody's working from home because of the pandemic. Mm. Um, every once in a while, he'll just make grilled cheese and it is the best tasting grilled cheese ever. And I, and I really think it's because... I didn't have to even wander into the kitchen and do all yep. that. And that is one thing. When you're cooking nonstop, your hands smell like food. You're smelling food all day. Yes. I'm just not interested in it. And it sounds horrible. And so I, I would go to like food conferences and trade shows and all these like foodie type people are like, well, where do you think they source this truffle oil? And I'm like, I don't care. <laughs> it's it's not who i am like i really wanted to do this as a new year's resolution yeah and then be done and and it created this and i am not i'm so thankful to have had all of these experiences but there was one time i um i said that i would appear on the rachel ray show yeah. in um like as a last minute guest and mm -hmm. i flew into a snowstorm and it was 
terrifying and the the plane is shaking and they're yeah. circling jfk and i do the show and it went really well and had an adorable dress that i love this dress and i had my hair and makeup done and the way it works when you're live on a segment is the second you're done they're like okay there's a car waiting for you mm. so they t- they take you back to the airport i'm wearing way too much makeup and So I'm changing in the little bathroom stall and now I'm trying to wash my face with the cheap soap in the airport bathroom. Uh, And there's, there's no paper towels. There's the hand dryers. So then I go into the stall to get one of like the, the toilet paper things. So I'm drying my face with that. Now I have tissue tissue all over, of course, all over my face. And I'm thinking, this is it. Like, this is the glamor that like people change. I'm like, this is not what I want to do. I want to be home with my babies yeah. And and because of this snowstorm, I ended up back in a lovely hotel that was paid for in Manhattan. Mm-hmm. And you'd think I'd be happy. But instead, I'm like sitting on the bed, like rocking back and forth, FaceTiming my babies who mm-hmm. are home. And it's just that's it just I wanted to slow down. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. But, but, so if we eliminate cooking time, mm. it sounds like uh, my brain still doesn't grasp how your life slowed down because it still feels like you have a full on day. Um, so I think the human experience is a full on day. So I, um, I'm very aware of time management and I have boundaries in place and parameters in place. So I now actually work a traditional nine to five job Mm-hmm. And I run the websites, um, but I don't feel frantic. I feel fulfilled. I mm. am choosing on any given day what I do and what I don't do. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually teach um, a group coaching course, which is geared towards moms. And I teach the concept of the peace pyramid, because at the end of the day, you just want to crawl into bed. And you want to have this sort of calm and mm. I rocked it today feeling. And, and especially for moms, it's tricky because people want all of these things from you. The yeah. media is telling you, you need to have like this Instagrammy lifestyle and be size zero or size two and, and do all of the things all of the time. So if you read any sort of like traditional self-help or personal development book or course, they teach peace from what I call the top down is they're teaching you meditate, do yoga, become one with nature, like all of the things which sound fantastic. But if you're trying to run a busy household, keep humans alive, it really doesn't work and you feel like you're failing. And so my, I don't have it down here, but my pyramid starts with a bottom and we do time management first. Yeah. And then we do health and finances. And mm. and that's the very bottom. You have to have those pieces in alignment. You have to know financially what's coming and going in your house or you will never have peace. You and know, I, I would love to touch this. I'm on a conversation with a friend last night who I've been talking to for several years now. And he starts talking and he's talking about concepts so far away and remote from everything that would be the basis of what you're now pointing at. That I said, I said, stop, stop. How much did you earn last year? And then, and then he looked at me and he said, 
uh, 80% less than what I earned the year before. I didn't ask you what percentage less, how much did you actually earn, you know, and then and, and, and what you're speaking to and which I think is beautiful is that I was asking not because I cared about the number was because I didn't see he was disciplining himself around how he was living against the lifestyle he wanted. Was it proportionate or did he need to work more or was he okay earning 80% less because his lifestyle, his health was in order and all that. So I'd right. love that you say this because I think. A lot of people don't just go back to the basics of what you said, your financial situation, your health and your time management. I mean, yeah. the, and, and and obviously from it, just to elaborate, was that his time management now changes because I'm like, OK, if you understand that you want to earn whatever amount of money and now you're spreading all your time over 20 projects, which aren't bringing you anything, it gets really easy to prioritize your time management at that moment, which you can't if you yeah. if you don't have a criteria. So, yeah, thank you. And sorry yeah. to interrupt. No, yes. no, you're not interrupting. So so that's actually what my passion <laughs> is, yeah. is, is teaching time and life organization to, to moms, specifically yeah. to moms, because I can speak that language. I understand the hormones. I understand all of the things. And so and so that's the bottom. And then the, the next level on the pyramid is organization and your relationships. Um, and then and then when all of those pieces are in alignment is when you feel content because you can have an absolutely awesome day at work. But if you come in through the door and all of a sudden you pick a fight with your husband or you snap at your kids, you're going to feel like shit. Yeah. And, and it doesn't feel well. Or if um, you come home and the house is in utter chaos and you haven't done laundry in three weeks, mm. it doesn't matter if you're rocking it at the gym and you have six pack abs, if you have this chaotic frenzy yeah. within the house. So part of being a capable adult is really paying attention to all of these things, which mm. kind of means slowing down by unplugging from social media, stop doing things that all of the, the people are telling you you have to do and, and unplug and, and sort of sort out what is working and what mm. isn't working from your own household. And so the mm. pandemic in many ways was really eye-opening and helpful because it put a huge magnifying glass on people's families and their home life yeah. and what was working and what wasn't working. Yeah, there was interesting because, uh, you know, uh, one, uh, you know, I have a book that came out last year that was had a practice in it. And because you you said that we should stay at least PG rated, I won't go into detail. <laughs> but um, but what the practice is, is that I asked the individual to state the yeah. thing that's hardest for them and follow it with. And it's effing great. So yeah. really. And what I and as you spoke, one of the hardest things I found is for mothers to say, I'm a bad mother and it's mm -hmm. effing great. Yeah. So, so you, you, it's, it's absolutely true. The, the pressure of momhood is insane. <laughs> and, and I, and I wish, and I married an engineer who's very linear and yeah. spreadsheety and he's raising three daughters. And so I had to train him. He can't say, well, that's not rational because none of it is rational. <laughs> it's not. It's, it's like it's like a marble in a fishbowl all, all over the place. And that is to be embraced. Because How do the kids react to how do the cat 
da- how do the kids react to linear dad? Do they do they do they understand that he's linear, or do they do they get that he's like got some weird need for for structure that that they can't yeah. understand? So so the so they're now nineteen, sixteen, and eleven. Oh. So oh, okay. the nineteen and the sixteen year old still totally get it. The eleven year old, uh, well, eleven is a really fun age for for. <laughs> It's a really fun age. Um, so uh, the the hormones in my house are um, palatable. You can walk in and like, oh, we are having a high estrogen day. Like you can just really feel it. <laughs> are they? Are we? Are they? What? What? What gender are the kids? Girls, They're right? all girls. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. And all is girls, the puppy, which is, is, the, I, which and, is and why the, we got Sheldon. The is puppy. Sheldon a boy or a girl? That was the question. Sheldon, now Sheldon's a boy. <laughs> okay, so he's got yeah, yes. he's got someone on his side at yes, least. Yes, he does. And and Sheldon <laughs> is a is a basset hound. So he oh, really? is, he's the epitome of slow living. So it's like uh, let's be more like Sheldon. Let's frantically run around the living room for about three minutes and then take a nap for two yeah. hours. So. <laughs> wow. Whew. <clears throat> It's interesting because I think I, I hear your questions sometimes in my head and I hear what I assume where they're coming from. And as I speak to you, you're like a conundrum because usually like the guests on the on our show have like come like the last two guests. We had one woman with a kidney transplant and another one that suffered like four diseases. So basically more, oh, more, more, way more. There was yesterday's show. It was like, I couldn't even pronounce half the things that she was diagnosed with. Yeah. And, and their story was always about overcoming all these things and changing their lifestyle. And for you, the hard thing is like, actually, it's almost like it, it happened so easy. It's like, it shouldn't be that. Not that it was easy. I don't want to imply that you didn't no, have to work no. hard to do it, right? The- so so actually that, so I, I do coach um, women. And I, mm-hmm. and I think what you're saying of needing an identity and unfortunately, sometimes the identity is a health ailment. Um, mm. I don't agree with. I believe mm. in you get to decide. If we're lucky, life is long. And enjoy it. it I, I sort of look at it as as the actual board game, game of life. Like here you are and you're in your little square and you've got your little car. And you can go this way and you can go that way. But mm. you are completely in control. And I think people forget that. And that's why taking a beat, slowing down, yeah. choosing, like making a conscious choice of what you're going to do next. Mm-hmm. And, um, mm-hmm. and, so, and so I teach the, the concept to the women I work with of, of there's a pull and then there's a push and, and follow the pull. And so, so you, Andy, my goodness, live your life that way. And it's lovely because you're not, feeling like, oh, I have to do this because that's how I'm going to make money. Or I have to do this because society tells me I have to. You're you're like, huh, I think I'm going to wander around for four hours today. And it's great. But what that has given you is the back of your brain chewing on what am I going to do next? Yeah. Huh. And, and it's just, it's a lovely gift that I actually wish all humans would take the time to give themselves because otherwise life is going to throw a heart attack in your way. So you have mm. no choice to yeah. slow down or, or it's going to throw a, a tiger woods driving way too fast and driving off the road. I mean, come on, the guy has everything in the world at his yeah. disposal and he's 
constantly self-sabotaging. So, um, yeah, I completely agree. And I think it's beautiful. And, and as you speak, like, yes, you know, I make light of my weight, right? It's never so bad, but it's bad enough that I, I like, like, oh, come on, that's not the man I, I used to run track. And, you know, I had all that lifestyle behind me. So I know what it feels like to feel good in your skin. You actually do feel good right now. I do feel good now. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, I have a lot more weight to lose. But the thing is, is have that- Have you fasted? So I, I can send you my no. book. I have a yep. um, I have a fasting book, 246 Eat. Um, and, and so that was one thing about the pandemic was I had four books in my brain uh-huh. that had nothing to do with crockpots, but I wanted to write them out. And, yeah. and I work in the front office of a school and the schools were closed. So, and because- I really do have a ping pong brain and I can't hold still, even though I preach living slowly. What I wanted to do and what my soul wanted to do was to write four books. Wow. But one of them is called 246 Eat. So I'm happy to, to send Please it. Please send to it you. over. I'm yeah. totally there. But um, I, it, it sounds ridiculous, but intermittent fasting and picking an eating window and sticking to it is one of the best mindfulness exercises that you can give yourself because I you're could, just sort I of could not, I could not agree with you any more. Like when I, fa- I did the intermittent fasting for a good month, <laughs> I felt better than I'd ever felt in my life. And it's a pain in the butt to do when you start it, because there's a yes. certain discipline that you take, take into your life. So uh, Bambos is the healthiest individual I've ever met in my life because he's absurdly, discipline and he does radical things to just just to you know he just stops yeah. doing anything for a long period of time so he's my inspiration okay um, but so so my yeah. my fasting book is is primarily written towards women and moms and how to reset their hormones so ignore all of that part um, <laughs> <laughs> maybe you never but, know but you i mean and bombos, bombos i'm sure has done a crap load of research on this. But once I realized that the constant insulin release is triggering all of these other hormones, no wonder women especially get like that frantic out of control of their body feeling mm. where, where you're really like a Tasmanian devil and, and you're just trying to shovel stuff into your into your into your body to get that insulin sugar high mm. again, and once you stabilize the insulin, the rest of your hormones um, stabilize. Also, I have a lot of women I work with who are um, in their forties and early fifties, so they're they're entering perimenopause and menopause, and their bodies are like foreign aliens, and and it really is a, a nice, healthy, holistic way to um to reset the hormones and then you end up shedding weight that your body doesn't need. Yeah, it, through the intermittent fasting we're saying not not the, the well fasting as well would do it but I mean intermittent fasting I found to be a very very well, yeah. incredible way to feel you call it meditative and I and it and it, I feel very much the same and I, probably is the same for you. Yeah, so I I have my black coffee that. here. So is that yeah. what you do? So I drink black coffee and then I switch to black tea and then I switch to water. Um, I like a lot of sparkling seltzer water. So I spend a lot of time drinking that. And then my eating window, cause I work, um, is usually 4 PM four four to 6 PM or four to 8 PM, depending on the day. 4 PM PM to 8 PM. Yeah. That's when you, 
That's when I eat. So so I look at it as an eating window versus Hold on, hold on. You eat between two hours and a day? Yes. So my book is two, four. Yeah. Two, four, six, eat. So you pick your two hour window or your four hour window or your six hour window. But you will I didn't realize that people were doing two hour windows. How, what's your, how, many, how many hours do you do, Bambos? Uh, I eat around 9 in the morning, and I finish around 2. So that's a five-hour window. That's yeah. a five, and I train about two hours a day. Yeah. So. Yeah. And in and, and that, and also you're, you're young, and you're healthy, and you're a boy. <laughs> I'm actually not young. <laughs> yeah, he just looks young because he takes such good care of himself. But, yeah. but I, also, I, also, <laughs> I also removed all the carbs and all the sugars from including fruits and vegetable yeah. sugars and yeah. carbs. So you're in a constant ketosis state. You might say that. Yeah. 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 I um, So my husband has black coffee until noon. So his eating window is about noon to eight. Um, and he... It, it's working fine for him. He, I mean, we're in our mid forties, so he is not interested in going back to like 20 year old Adam weight. Um, so, but just by doing that, he, he's definitely shifted. Oh, wow. So, so, yeah. so even though he's eating what might be perceived as later till eight, that it's still better than that those but better hours. Than, yeah. Cause I mean, most people start their day with cream and sugar in their coffee and yeah. then they've got a piece of toast and then at 10, their stomach growls and they have a granola bar or something, but yeah. they're constantly um, raising and lowering their insulin. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, and so if you're just at a steady rate, um, your insulin level is the same and you don't have that frantic, I got to eat feeling. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, there are times when my stomach growls at four, but I have to go to the grocery store. And so all of a sudden, maybe I don't eat until six or seven o'clock at night because yeah. what I'm finding is I can just kind of ignore the stomach growl and it goes away. It, like it truly uh-huh. goes away. Interesting. Yeah. I noticed lately that if I eat a lot food with a lot of sugar in it, then I'll get, um, I'll get acid reflux that'll start happening. So I, uh, especially when I go to the U.S., it's almost it's quite fascinating. I won't often have it in the Netherlands, but once I go to the U.S., it it just it just happens pretty quickly. Just from I, I think we pump like cotton candy smell in our air. Yeah, uh, we have some things. Bola Long, who's in South Africa, and he's always with us. He uh, he, we're, we're just sh- going back to a little bit of what we we're saying about you and how you said just get the basics right, and then from there you can establish how you want to evolve. Um, that he also pointed out that's counterintuitive, but it's true. Good time management finances do give yeah. peace of mind, and I also see the similar with Iris, who's also here often. Exactly, I feel when the basics are settled that I can grow and develop. Yeah, and Bambos yeah. and I have discussed that quite a bit because. Last year, of course, when COVID happened, it wasn't easy financially. Mm-hmm. And uh, and it's it really funny when I hear people like, I want to make peace with the fact that I'm losing everything that gives me any sense of stability. I'm like, why would you ever think that that's going to be a, you know, like, yes, it doesn't feel good. So you almost have to yeah. settle that so that you can begin to like feel into where can I ground myself again, right? Right. Well, yeah. and it's interesting because... Um, Peace comes from what you can and you can't control, which is why you like you feel unsettled on an airplane because you are completely out of control and, yeah. and you feel unsettled on an elevator or things like that. But what you can control when it comes to 
your health or your finances is you can control how many steps you walk a day, which is what you're doing. Yeah. You can control how much water you drink. You're you're fully in control of that. And and honestly, if you drink the amount of water that they tell you you're supposed to drink, you're not going to be as hungry. And and you'll automatically be lowering your calories and and all of that Insane. other stuff. It's interesting um so where I am is I'm kind of on the doorstep of Silicon Valley and you can feel the the frenzy. People are driving too fast. Um, they're honking. It's not a slow pace. But if you remove yourself from that and, and go up to the mountains or go to the beach, it's completely different. And one yeah. thing about all of this remote working is I think people are really paying attention to, to what feeds their soul and what doesn't. And, and just because somebody somewhere has told you this is your path and that's what you have to do, it's okay to, to pivot. Yeah. I, th- I think I learned the walking, uh, the walking uh, meeting in, because I worked a lot in San Francisco area through the Tennessee Valley. And, uh, and for me, I, I, I can't imagine not, having that as a way of living because you feel as if you're having a really intense conversation and you're in the middle of nature, everything that comes out of you is more integrated with just the experience you're having, right? If you're stuck in a house with a horrible computer and, you know, four walls, it's a very (laughs) different, a different uh, feeling that comes through your voice, right? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Um, Which one of the three daughters do you like best? <laughs> so, um, so that actually comes up quite a bit in our Does house. Really? Yeah. Does it really? Does it really? He was yeah, actually trying just to, trying to figure it out. So I tell every single one every day that they're my favorite. Oh, yeah. Do you yeah. really? Yeah. But then so they, I, don't they tell the other one that mom said yeah. that I was the favorite? Yeah. And, 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 and it's true because that in the moment they are all absolutely my favorite. So, um, so what uh, I say to them almost every day is I love you and I'm proud of you and I think you're wonderful. And then I hug and then in tiny little whispers, I say, and you're my favorite. Um, oh, wow. <laughs> and, but I do it to all of them, including the dog. So <laughs> are you watching ladies? Exactly. Watching? <laughs> but, but they, they know it's, it's just, um, the, so what the do you tell your husband? Part, yeah, exactly. What do you tell your husband? He's he's yeah, a good guy. God, he's such a great guy. Um, so we met in high school, and oh, wow. um, and that's not supposed to have worked out, obviously. And so that's one of those kind of following your gut and your intuition. Is everybody? Everybody said, "Well, you're not supposed to marry your high school sweetheart." Well, that doesn't make sense. Well, that's not real life. But there was nothing wrong with him, and there was nothing wrong, <laughs> <laughs> and there was nothing wrong with our relationship. And we're absolutely not the same people we were. Yeah. When we were sixteen, seventeen, we've grown, but we've grown in similar ways, and it's worked out really, really, really well. Wow. And um. That, and, by and, the way, and, that, that, that fascinates me, and we didn't get into it, but I would love to understand, like, if you had to say how – you've been with the same man from high school, 21 years. How many different men has he become in that time? Many, 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 many. Um, and, and, and it's wonderful because with every new job, with every new house we buy, um, 
with every new child, uh, there's this metamorphosis with every like death that has occurred in the family. You, it's, you just become this other more mature wise person. Mm. And so, I mean, we're constantly joking, like what the hell, who, why did they say we could do this? We were tiny little babies. We had no clue. Our our cerebral cortex, it wasn't fully formed yet. Somehow it was working. And thank God our parents had enough wisdom to be like, you know what? They're not doing drugs. Just let them do their thing and, and see how it plays out. And it worked out really well. When the, in the 21 years, like if you had to rate it from zero to 21, which were the most difficult of those years from that, from, yeah. you take from so, there? So we've been married, we've been married 21 years together for 27. Um, probably the first year of marriage. I, I vividly remember we had this tiny little one bedroom apartment mm-hmm. and I remember sitting in the nook next to the refrigerator with like my knees up against my chest, rocking mm-hmm. back and forth thinking, how the hell do I get out of this? Like, how do we, do we return the gifts? Like, like how, how do I get out of this? Wow. Be, because we, we're just young and impulsive and, yeah. and the, the fights are, are just so more explosive in yeah. your early twenties than they are in your forties. You're like, eh, is that a big deal? It's really not. Um, but it really is when when you're young. So yeah. um, but we were aware enough that we really are a, a good match. And um that's beautiful. Yeah. So so now we're now we're greatly looking forward to the kids moving out and being retired. Exactly. Together. <laughs> you know, been there, done that. Yeah. Like I I totally want RV? that RV lifestyle. I want to rent the house out for a year. I want to see every state, all the lighthouses, the the original yeah. colonies. I want to see all of the things I was supposed to have learned about in school that I didn't. So I love it. I, I had the dream yesterday. Like I realized if I wasn't together with my wife and I talked about this one little six day trip I'm taking, I think, wow, I could see myself walking a year. No issue. Like just saying I'm going south. And I don't know where I'm going to end up, but I'll walk 25 to 30 kilometers a day and just see where I end up, you know, that kind of thing. Sahara Desert. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, that would be my kind of, uh, my kind of, I've taken a, in my life, I took two years where I just backpacked and just said, I'm going to backpack and where, you know, basically travel. And, 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 and it's funny because it always sounds so romantic, but after about nine, six to nine months, it becomes mm. like a job. And yes. all the romance and things you thought were really intriguing become so mundane and basic that you realize, oh, this is not what I imagined it to be. So in some ways, it's a it's a life. It's a it's it's like a job on one level. Yes. If you're going to travel like that, I noticed. Yeah. Even though it sounds exotic to others, of course, who haven't had it. I, I think that makes sense. I think anything turns into a job and and anything can turn mundane. Yeah. That's and and it's tricky because you have to continue to do all the things. Um, like we've got to keep the roof over our head. We've we've got to continue to pay the bills. We have to do all these things. Um, and so even if you have a quote unquote glamorous job, um, the toilet will I, still get. Clogged. I can guarantee you, when you were at your peak doing two million views a month. People looked at you in such admiration, thinking, oh, my, I wish I could have a life like that. 
that's what I love about life is that everyone projects onto the other person, whatever they don't see that yeah. they themselves are. And you're thinking to themselves, how the hell do I get out of this? <laughs> yeah. Well, no. So it's interesting because when I got started, um, there were quite a few um, women that I looked up to and I thought they had absolutely everything under the sun. Um, but one really good thing about marrying an engineer is he was, all of the money got shoveled into retirement accounts. We did not, we are Scottish. We don't spend um, uh, in, in all that way. And unfortunately, there were many who lived beyond their means, yeah. who who overbought, um, their marriages failed um, because it, it was v- a very high up and then a super, no, 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 super fast down, which, which yeah. makes sense because- not, it's the internet. Yeah, I mean, Google changes one little piece of code and you lose yes. all of the people. So, yeah, so, so thank, thankfully, we had a good head on our shoulders and understood we're, we're going to play with this. This is funny money that we're going to put in college accounts and mm. retirement accounts. We are over our hour and you actually have to make breakfast. <laughs> Well, I don't eat breakfast. So the good news is that they fend for themselves. Oh, did <laughs> but they really? I will go walk Sheldon. The 11-year-old as well. Oh, she, yeah. She scrambles an egg. Yeah, she does a good job. Oh, nice. I love that. Yeah, cool. Thank you for joining you. us. It was really great being with you, yeah? Thank you. I am so happy that I got to meet you. Slow living. Slow living. Yeah, that was really, that was nice. I mean, it's kind of funny because, uh, oh, you know, we haven't met Stephanie, so this is our first time. So it's kind of beautiful to have these moments where you just check in with an individual who has a wholly different lifestyle. You know, she's really, and, and the funny thing is, is at, with three kids, like how could her life be slow? Really in the sense of it's a perception of slow. It's like, how do I live in a way where I'm not rushing or I don't perceive myself? which I think is really mm. what came out of it. I, I kind of think it's nice how I could hear our prejudices, at least mine, I'm assuming you had similar ones, um, regarding um, the idea that, oh, this is what a slow living looks like. Because she's she's not very, you can see she's active, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so that was. The, when she said, that when she used the words time management, for mm-hmm. me, it, it uh, grounded in, oh, yeah. uh, in uh, how I experienced her. Yeah, I oh, got it. Sweet. On a wonderful chaos. Bye. It's a wonderful chaos. We like it that way.